Wait, what? You're good to go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hello, and welcome to Good Film Hunting, the podcast where two sisters living in different parts of the country talk with family and friends about favorite movies from their childhood. And today we have a very special guest and a very special movie, and I will let Eleanor introduce. As always. Okay. So today, the movie we'll be talking about is Clue, but more importantly, our guest is Zoe Rodriguez. Zoe, how do you pronounce your first name without it being a nickname? <laughs> Zoveda. Zoveda. Okay. Oh, it's so cool. It's with a Z. Um, and it's super funny. So I work with Zoe at the Shoah Foundation, but tell us a little bit about yourself and your interests beyond your nine to five. <laughs> so um, I basically, I just started an Instagram beauty profile. Um, I've loved makeup forever and basically just decided to make that a passion of mine. It's a New Year's kind of resolution to be bold and try new things. So I am now a beauty blogger-ish on Instagram. Love! And I love New Year's resolutions. My New Year's resolution was to dance more, and thus far, I'm killing it. (laughs) I have to add that to the list. That would be a good one. for. I mean, earlier today, Zofie was talking about her Zumba class, and you missed this. So mine's... (laughs) Our office kind of emptied out more. Uh, Ariana and I put on a Zumba video on silent, and we were doing Zumba in here. Oh, perfect. It so we great. can just do it after work right here. Or, like, during, like, a five-minute increment during the work day. Oh, like, yeah. it's just enough to get your heart, like, pumping a little bit. Yeah, just, like, one song. We love it. Yeah. Learning new moves. Learning new moves. Good, good, good. Oh, my goodness. Okay. So we have to talk about our favorite pop culture things of the week. All right. You in? Yeah, I'm ready. Should I go? Run with it. Mine's, like, really silly and only pertains to people in Chicago. But for some reason, Uber is giving everybody – and I know Uber is, like, a bad company now, and I shouldn't like it, but whatever. It's fine. I still do. Um, They have this thing where all week they're taking $4 off of every ride, even Uber pools. So yesterday I got home from work for $0.16. And this morning I got to the gym for $0.98. And today I got home from work for $0.37. And my life rocks. I'm taking no public transportation this week. Why are they doing that? I have no idea. You open it up and it just has this little green box that says, you saved $4. And I'm like, cool. I love this. <laughs> that just means you've got more money to do activities, to do to go eat. That's incredible. I know. Oh, oh it's, it's like made my week. Because I'm like, wait, I don't have to take public transportation at all and not feel bad about it because it's actually cheaper to take Uber Pool. That's pretty cool. I want them to do that here. Yeah, that would change. That, that would save me so much money. It would be great. Oh my gosh, I could take I'm a nap. Sad. I could take a nap on the way to work. <laughs> I mean, I do that anyway. I take the bus. It's fine. Yeah, well, because it's cheaper than gas. Yeah. At that stage, I wonder what the appeal is. This is. I don't know. Maybe there's. Like but it's off of like regular Ubers too. So like. Yeah. Like my regular Uber, like an Uber to work or whatever, would be like eight dollars, and it's four. I mean, I've still been doing the Uber pools because I'm like 16 cents. Like, I'm not going any above that. But so great. Hmm. Okay. 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 Very cool. Well, that's I'm sorry. Now I'm all of a sudden like very jealous. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm extremely jealous. <laughs> I would like to take an Uber <laughs> for like 16 cents. It's amazing. 
I probably would walk less. I mean, it's also winter there, though, so they want to be walking less. So I oh, see true. that. Okay. Right. I had, these are things I need to remember. Um, okay, do you have your pop culture ready to go? Um, I just saw Aladdin at the Pantages on Saturday, and it was amazing. Yeah, so good. Um, it reminds me of a lot. Like, I know, I don't, I'm pretty sure that the musical came before, but I don't know if a lot of people know. At Disney's California Adventure, they used to have, in the old Hollywood area, they used to have uh, the Aladdin show which was cut down to about 45 minutes for, like, a child's kind of attention span. Um, it's now Frozen, which I'm very sad about, but it was Aladdin, and Genie was an improv character, and he would come out with current events and things like that, and they did a lot of that during this uh, Broadway musical, which was really yeah. awesome. So he interacted, like, um, Genie would interact with the audience. He would use, like, current events, and it was all making jokes at one point during... Um, a friend like me, no, is it a friend like me? Yeah, yeah, the genie yeah. Song. yeah. Genie song. He literally stops and starts singing random ballads from Disney, different Disney movies. Oh, I saw it twice here in Chicago. It's amazing. Oh, yeah, it's. Be- I loved it so much. Okay, no deal. I'm seeing it on Thursday, so then I too will be able to gush. Um, yeah, but I'm so excited. Okay, well, because Annie talked about it. You saw it almost a year ago now. And yeah. Then- you were obsessed with it, and so that's why when I saw the tickets were coming to L.A., I was like, we need to get them. Yeah, and then we took um, my brother, my brother, myself, went, and his girlfriend, and her little sister, and she's followed this musical from the beginning, and she loves it so much, and so they saw it in New York, and they saw it, it's with the original, the original cast, which is uh, Jasmine, Aladdin, and Jeannie, and so it was so cool, because I didn't know there was like a backdoor kind of option to like meeting the people and we got to meet everybody except for Jeannie he didn't come out but you know we got them to sign our playbill and everything so it was really neat I might look into that for Thursday yeah so Jasmine the person who plays Jasmine her like and her what do you call it her run will be ending in three weeks and then I think Aladdin has another like couple months okay and I'm not sure about Jeannie but she's almost done okay He's amazing, and I mean, I couldn't, once I saw it, Sophie, I didn't know if you felt the same way, but I was just like, how the heck did they get the carpet to fly? Oh, no, and- I was like, I'm like very like technical person, so I'm all thinking, I'm like, Jesus, that like has to be like some big support beam to be able to carry the weight of the it's carpet, not- the weight of them. I like- know the secret. <laughs> oh, it's a secret. I know, I know, I know, okay, so, yeah. Oh, okay. I went backstage and saw it and, like, asked about it. But don't worry, I won't tell you. It would take away the magic. Oh, okay. No, but I thought it was really cool when it started going. I was just like, oh, cool. Like, they brought out something, and it's like a green screen type of effect and something. And then the lights kind of slowly got brighter. And I was just like, wait, <laughs> no, this is a flying carpet. <laughs> I know. it was. It's incredible. Incredible. The only thing I was honestly disappointed about was... I was really sad that Abu wasn't in the musical because he's, oh, he's right. so cute. No, he's so Aladdin's got three friends in the musical, okay. which they're very funny. Like they're hilarious. One constantly talks about food, and I could relate so You're much. Like I understand you. Yeah, like he was like they would say different words, and like he would hear different things. So he's like they would say something like sounded similar to hummus, and he would be like hummus. <laughs> oh my! It gosh. was the best thing ever. I'm so excited. This is making me much yes. more excited for Thursday. Uh, oh my gosh. Okay, well, my my pop culture thing is also musical related in that 
my friend Jen was visiting and she showed me Crosswalk, the musical, the James Corden sketch. Oh, yeah. The one that The Greatest Showman casted on Broadway. And I was, like, dying. It has made my life. Watching Zac Efron go on that tricycle and then fall over. Oh, that was the best part. That's the best part. That was the best. He's, like, struggled so much because his legs are so long. Oh, my God. And that... Like, when he just can't do it, and he just kind of goes to the side, and he looks like as if somebody's going to help him up, and, and they keep no performing. Yeah. yeah, and then they're like, I actually don't think he's, he looks so much shorter than all of them. Um, but definitely too big to be on the tricycle. <laughs> true. Okay, he's 5'8". Zendaya's 5'10". And that's why he looks short. Okay. Oh, and next to Hugh Jackman, because Hugh Jackman's 6'2". Huge, Jackman. Huge Jackman. Huge Jackman. Annie, did you watch it? Because I sent it to you, and it's the best thing. I have not seen it. What no, are you, you doing? It. It's so Why funny. I send you things and you ignore me? Eleanor, I don't have much free time. Neither do I, Annie. Neither do I, but I make time for this. Whatever. Um, Okay, excellent. So now we will transition in to the film of choice, Clue. So Zoe, tell us, give us a synopsis of this movie, um, and then like a little bit of like why you selected this movie out of all movies of your youth. So, a brief synopsis of Clue is uh, it's a basic kind of murder mystery dinner party that uh, turns into this hilarious comedy where you have to, you're basically an interactive member. It's just like the board game. You're interactive and you're trying to figure out who the murderer is. And it's like, I love it so much because you feel like you're in the movie trying to pick out the clues. And it's just so funny. Like, every time I watch it, it never gets old. It makes me laugh. I picked it because it was my dad's favorite movie. Well, it still is, but he used to watch it so much, and so I learned to love it as a child. And my favorite game is Clue. I love mysteries. I love puzzles. And so it was. It, I love that it has, like, when it would be on cable TV, dating myself here, be on basic cable TV like you know you never knew the ending that you were gonna get so it was always fun to get to the end of the movie and see like which ending they were gonna play for those that don't know oh, so has, fun I've has, never even thought of that it has three oh, yeah, endings watching it on because we had it on DVD from like a very yeah early yeah age. so they have so basically um, for those that don't know Clue has three alternative endings so when they would play it on cable TV they would play one of the random endings and you never knew what ending you were gonna get now if you had the DVD you could choose to have it play a like random ending or you could watch all like choose one that shows you all three endings so it made the movie that much more fun mm. oh my gosh that that's crazy to think yeah. about that you wouldn't know it's amazing yeah because at first i remember we took it out from um that video store that wasn't blockbuster do you remember the one i'm talking about annie near peterson's yes um i forget what it I forget the initials of the place. It was great. It was like a privately owned oh, video okay. rental yeah. store, which is incredible to think about. Oh, yeah. Blockbuster just dates us. It's like, oh, yeah, I had a Blockbuster cart. Um, Yeah. Like, <laughs> what a waste. What a waste. But then, Yeah, such a waste. Um, more than that, like, this movie is so, so good. Like, we loved Clue as children, yeah. too. We would play live action Clue. Oh, my gosh. How fun. So we would make everyone have parts. And then one person would kind of have, like, the knowledge. We'd give everyone backstories. And then we would act out in our basement. (laughs) (laughs) You're so ridiculous. No, I wish I was there. That sounds like the best thing ever. Yeah, we were obsessed. 
We also have, like, this is a movie I would similar, like, have seen so many times. Because it was maybe a year or two ago. I went to my friend Sabrina's birthday. It just corresponded that it was, like, one of the movies that they show in a park in L.A. And then you pay and you go, oh, oh food trucks in a yeah. or something. They yeah, had I love doing that. Yeah. So they had, they were showing Clue on Glendale on her birthday. So we went. And I, it's one of those movies, some, Annie, this will give you context like similar to yeah. ask of zorro where i didn't realize i knew every <laughs> single word oh my and gosh, i would like yeah. say it along with the movie and my friend stefani who had never seen the movie before was staring at me being like <laughs> what is happening and i was like i and but at that point i probably hadn't sat down to watch clue in over 10 years oh yeah but it's but, like yeah, so memorable oh my gosh yeah my I, brother my brother and I love oh yeah that one <laughs> When You're like, singing oh, telegram. Bam! I still do it all the time. My brother and I love to quote this one specific line, and it's Mrs. White, and she's, like, talking about her, how enraged she was about her one of her ex-husbands that she apparently murdered, allegedly, and so she's like, flames, flames, on the side of my face, flames. <gasps> That's, like, our favorite part to, like, just quote randomly. No. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Uh, well, Tim Curry. Okay, who's your favorite character? I d- I think Tim Curry would be Tim. my favorite, but I also love um, what's his name? Um, I love Colonel Mustard in this because he, the same actor Martin Kraft was in Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the television show. Yes, so that was yeah. really fun. Leslie Ann Warren was also in another movie we watched all the time as kids, like Miss Scarlet. What was she in? I don't remember, but I loved, um, what's it called? What's his name? Um, oh my gosh. It's like Back to the Future guy. Oh, oh, uh, Christopher Lloyd played Professor Plum. Yeah. And it's like, you forget that he's like, he's such like known for Back to the Future. You forget that he's in this movie and he's such a funny Uh, character. I mean, it's so. Well, it's just so funny. Like it was so well done all around. Yeah. Um. Very I feel like we, as, like, the Huntington family, not only do we sing, like, I am a singing telegram, but we also used to be, like, let me in, let me in, let me out, let me out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, to this All day. the time. There's so many lines. In the, and then there's, like, all the weird side characters, because there's, like, the cook. Um, oh, yeah. I love Monkey's when, brain while coming. Szechuan cuisine. <laughs> I love my favorite. Like it's like such a build up every single time you watch it. Because when it gets to that certain part where he's like, "Okay, I can explain how this was all done," and then he like runs around. No, <laughs> he's like running around, like say, like going through the entire first half of the movie, and you're just like, "Oh my gosh, I'm rewatching this." Yeah, and you do rewatch the entire and it, and like get on with it, and just like your responses are the same as the people's, but Tim. Tim Curry's animation. Oh, yeah. And it is incredible. Like, his face and how much he's able to communicate. And you, and you Tim took a sip. Curry. And you took a sip. And, and you, you took a sip. Get out of my But it's I love, so like, good. my other favorite part is, like, when when she screams, um, who's a famous screamer? Um, Yvette? Yes. Oh, Yvette and... Um, uh, Mrs. White? Ms. No, yeah. the other one. Mrs. Peacock. Oh, yeah. And so... Like he, he it's Tim Curry's like standing there, yeah, and he like falls on the floor and he goes, <gasps> and he falls on, the, and then Tim Curry goes, and this is where he's dead. And everybody's yeah. like, oh, I thought you were dead. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I had to stop her screaming. Oh, <laughs> like, oh my gosh. 
Mr. Green, and especially, like, the iconic last line. And oh, I, yeah. Especially because we saw this movie, and this will sound weird, but, like, we saw this movie before we had any kind of understanding of, like, different relationships and oh, different yeah. sexuality. Oh, and I totally, remember... Totally. Because, like, it wasn't until seeing this much later that you got that, like, his secret shame was that, yeah. like, he was, he was gay. gay. Yeah. And so, like, at the end, so when like, he, like, is like, I'm gonna go home and sleep with my wife. wife. And we're like, okay. I know, yeah. <laughs> when you're younger, you're like, uh-huh, okay. And then when you get older, yeah. you're just like, oh, that makes sense. But it's also even one of those things, like, each of their crimes, like, I honestly don't think I understood. Like, Colonel Mustard's made a little bit of sense because it was, like, he stole, he was, like, Selling defective selling secrets, parts. right? Yes. No, he was selling de- defective uh, military parts. And then it was Professor right. Plum was selling secrets because he was, like, a psychiatrist. No, no, he, um... Oh, he, he was, like, fondling Yeah, he was, Actually, yeah. that's even weirder yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. And Who then, wrote this movie? <laughs> Mrs. Scarlet. Uh, she was, like, um, a brothel owner. Yeah, she was a madam. She was a madam. She was a madam. Mrs. White was uh, allegedly killing all of her husbands. Yes. yes. And then Mrs. Peacock was doing something in, like, the boys' bathroom. She was slipping... Um, Oh, like Votes payments or payments, like okay. yeah, for her husband because he was in um, government. Yeah. yeah, and Mr. Body was the one blackmailing them all. Okay, but like, did you ever read Clue the book series? No, I didn't. They were really awful books. Okay, they were like similar in style to like the Boxcar Children and like Sweet Valley High and all of those, where you could like tell like on the exact page number each time where they're like, and this is where this like plot point will occur. Oh, okay. But I remember loving I would agree, like the mystery stuff is so fun. Tim Curry it is. is so fun. But this is also okay, I don't know if you've had this experience, uh maybe like three or recently I've watched this movie maybe twice in the last four years, both times with people who hadn't seen it before yeah. or hadn't seen it as children and they like didn't think it was that funny and like didn't appreciate it which to me makes no sense i think it's also the generation in which you were born not to but these say are people that, like our age but i think that people like i get it but i i've experienced that too and i think certain people who didn't i don't know how to describe it it's like if you didn't grow up around like certain scenarios like you wouldn't find the relevance of the movie yeah right I don't know how to like pinpoint which ones, like but like what yeah, because I've I've had several instances where somebody's like, "Well, the movie did it doesn't translate well, or doesn't like like when you get older," and I'm like, "It actually does because it's really funny." But I think part of, maybe okay, but to that point about like what are the scenarios that resonate with it? It is such a chaotic movie, and there's stuff yes. happening all the time. I wonder if it's one of those things like if you are around like families or you are if you're surrounded by like large chaotic situations all the time then you can relate to it but like for maybe single people in their like 20s or 30s who like live by themselves and live like a pretty ordered existence it would seem far-fetched in the same way it would seem far-fetched yeah right like who would go to such an elaborate scheme to create all these? Like you don't like scenarios to make sure that the, an elaborate scheme to, to make sure that the cop showed up and the motorist came oh, by. An elaborate scheme and the, and the singing telegram girl came. No, it's crazy. Um, 
It's crazy. Oh, and then there's a guy who just, like, gets caught in the rain and wants to call somebody. No, he's not. No, no, no. He doesn't get caught in the rain. It was, like, he He's was, a motorist. He was Colonel Mustard's, Mustard's like, driver, driver in the war. Oh, that's right. Because it was a the cop. Th- yeah, the cop was tied to Miss Scarlet. And then. And. Yes. Singing Telegram was, was one of um, Professor Plum's, Plum's patients. Yeah, which is crazy. And then. Yvette was tied to multiple of them. Oh yeah, she she, was like, she slept with Colonel Mustard, and she worked for, for Miss Scarlet. And then Scarlet, yeah. the cook was in Mrs. Peacock's employ. Yes, because she liked the yes. brain. <laughs> Common in Cantonese cuisine is not <laughs> often found. I love the way he says it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. And then when they're slurping their soup, and how that's, like, an entire scene sequence. That's the like, best, because it's so awkward, it just makes me and laugh. And just, like, sitting there, and it's, like, there's, like, Miss Scarlet just, like... It's, like, the different oh noises. Yeah. So funny. Okay, wait, but who are the other people? So there's Mr. Body, and he is someone's butler. He's and he dies very early. He dies Mr. Body early. is Tim Curry, who plays the butler's butler. Mm-hmm. To the role reversal. Yes. He makes it seem like Mr. Body was was yeah. the butler. But it's weird I mean, that was... he got enough of them to go along with it. Oh, yeah. Well, he was blackmailing everybody. That's true. He was continuing. The blackmailing continued. Yeah. Um, and then it's also, like, the FBI. Um, I think it's... Uh, you know what I thought of right now is the line where he's, like... Where he's trying to, like, pretend to be the victim. And he's, like, oh, yeah. He's, like, well, I... You know, they're blackmailing me because my wife's a socialist. And, he was, and it's like, a lot of people don't get the references. I'm sure, like, right. you know, not mm-hmm. that they're not educated, but they don't come across these terms that often well, if they don't yeah. want to. Well, it's hard to imagine in contemporary society having political beliefs that are socialist being enough to... Ostracize of, you from yeah. society, yeah. yeah. So I think there's certain things like that that it just makes it, like, you kind of it's a kind of disconnect from like relating to the movie because you mm-hmm. can't imagine being in that time mm-hmm. because it was I mean even though it's not you know not that long ago it is a very kind of yeah it's of its moment yeah the women in this are interesting though too because if we think about them and granted so this is a movie made in the 80s but set in the 40s and they're the, all independent yeah. like they're independent but they're also like Either slutty or matronly. Yeah. And, like, Mrs. White kind of teeters on the edge. Oh, yeah. She's actually a very, like, as a liminal character, she's fascinating, if we think about it. Because she's, like, wearing all black, and it's, like, Miss Scarlet's dress is, like, super booty. Yeah. Mrs. White's dress is, like, very sleek, but also sexy. Yeah. And then Mrs. Peacock is, like, a disaster. Oh, yeah. But I'm sure Mrs. White's was, like, meant to keep, like, it's, it's, I think it's kind of goes with her story. Like, she's kind of sexy, but she's also hidden, like, the whole, like, you have to hide yes. your true self because, you know, you can't let other people on to what you're planning. True. True. No, it's, oh my gosh. It has so many so different good. themes that, like, it could go on and on. It's such a great movie. Yeah, even the political ramifications thinking of it as a history piece because like this came out when the cold war was still happening too yeah it did wait and annie okay share what you found today 
Oh, yeah. Apparently, I said this to Eleanor. Apparently, they're doing a remake of this yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. Ryan Reynolds. I heard about it, and I'm so upset. I'm really nervous. It could be done so poorly. You um, think he's going to play the Tim Curry character? I have no idea, but from the, like, I haven't followed up on it, but when I first heard about it a few months ago, they were making it more of a drama than a comedy. So that's where I, I, Wait, but why? I kind of initially was put off because I, I, I guess they're trying to make a, like, like, this is my thing. Like, I don't mind remakes, but now that they're making so many remakes of so many different movies, there's like certain movies that you just should not touch because they're classics. Agreed. And so this, yeah, is, one this is one of them. And I don't like, I mean, I, I, it might be good in its own respect, but it definitely should not be called a remake because it's supposed to be a comedy. Like it's supposed to be both, but it, it can't be too serious. Well, it's a screenwriter from Deadpool, and Deadpool is pretty comedic, right? Yeah, so maybe it changed, but when I first read it, that's what they said, that it was going to be drama and not a comedy. I feel like this will be, this could easily lag in development. I feel this is something, particularly as Ryan Reynolds does other things. And we're, did you, did you read the thing? I feel like you like Blake Lively, right? Yes. Okay, did you, her movie is like, they're scrapping production because she hurt her hand so badly in December that they're, like, stopping Oh, she hurt her hand? Yeah, they're stopping it. And so they told all the crew to, like, look for other work. And I was like, that doesn't sound like it's coming back anytime soon. Oh, my gosh. Like, they, But what did she do to her hand? I don't know. I, I think she fell during filming and yeah. she cut up her hand pretty good. But, like, for me, it's like, you didn't injure your hand that much to where they can't continue filming. Like... I mean, if you think about it, like, certain things, like, if you, like, what's a good example? Oh, like, Shia LaBeouf in Transformers, in the second Transformers, he, what does he have? A, he has a, um, like, in a certain scene, like, he's got a cast on his hand because they landed wrong when they got transported or whatever. He actually right. broke his hand, so he, they had to write him hurting his hand in the movie to kind of oh. go along with it. So it's like, why couldn't they just do something similar? Just or I just... think it's an action film, right? About like her avenging her family or something. Also, why they're filming it in Ireland. I'm like, this sounds... I was like, I was uninterested in this movie and now I am yeah. deeply interested. <laughs> um, no, but I feel like this is something that will lag in development. Oh, do you know it's a pop culture thing? That it, it's now wrong, at a wrong time. But if we're talking about like remakes and stuff, this is not even a remake. Did you hear the news about... Tom Hanks playing Mr. Rogers. Yes, yes, I did. Yes. I saw that. I was like, um. Well, and then like my roommate and I were then went down this like Mr. Rogers rabbit hole where we were like Wikipediaing him and like learning lots, and he's so charming. I like now want this movie to Mr. exist. Mr. Rogers. Yeah. You never watched Mr. Rogers? No, we did. Oh, okay. But it was like you forgot. Oh, yeah. But like he is a person. I think was like a very wasn't like, he genuine also person. like accused of pedophilia or something? What? No. I, I think we're just assuming now everyone No, is. no, no. Like, I read this a long time ago, but I don't know. Maybe I'm not remembering it right, but I heard, like, there was something going on about it. Do you saw, okay, I'm not going to lie. Um, all of the things that come up when you Google Mr. Rogers pedophilia don't look like real places. Like, Yahoo Answers, I think, is the most. Oh, yeah, that's the. <laughs> Um, that's like a lie all the time. I don't think, yeah. Yahoo Answers is telling us no, he is not. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so we're going to work on the assumption Mr. Rogers was a good human, but okay. I'm really excited for that. <laughs> I really like that this is where we've got well, now. Yeah, it is true. Like, everything right now they're remaking. Oh, yeah. They announced that CBS is going to remake, like, Magnum P.I. and Cagney oh, yeah. and Lacey. Oh, yeah, and they did like... that new Laura Croft movie, which... There's a new Laura Croft movie? Alicia yes. Vikander. So it's supposed to be more to, like, the video game, which I'm kind of okay with, but, again, it's not that... I'm not excited to see it. I'm just tired of it all being remakes. Yeah, same. Mm -hmm. The struggle is real. Mm -hmm. We need some interesting things. Yeah, we need new things. Anyway. Which is weird because I feel like I know so many screenwriters yeah. who have ideas. And granted, not all their ideas are good, but I'm like, mm, to a certain extent, maybe it's time we take a chance. Yeah, build off of that. Dun, dun, dun. I'm just a random screenwriter that Eleanor knows. Yes. Let's do it. Yeah, right? I have good taste. I know good people. Okay. So, tell us about the film's legacy. Is it relevant today? Yes or no? Should children watch it? I think children should. There is a yeah. very... Um, I don't know. For me, I'm just a very, and not nostalgic person, but I've always felt like I was born too early because I relate to so many things like in the past. Like I just feel more comfortable with all of So like movies that are older, they're my favorite. Like I love old comedic, like, um, what were the, uh, oh my gosh, I totally forgot the name. Abbott and Costello, like mm. watching those like black and white um, comedies where they meet the mummy and they meet Dracula. Like, those are my favorite. Just watching older movies. Yeah. That's where I, like, feel the most at home. Like, those are your, like, when I'm sick or, you know, you're just feeling down, you need something to cheer you up. These are your movies. They'll get you going. Yeah. Oh. Okay. No. It's so good. I mean, I would say yes. I think that it would be fun to watch with kids. Um... And I do think kind of like when we experienced growing up, um, like a lot of the more adult topics would go right over their heads. And the same you thing know? that happens in like Shrek and stuff. And oh, I think yeah. that's fine. Yeah. I think this and, is actually a movie that the whole family can enjoy. Yeah. It's right. Agreed. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I loved the creativity that we brought out of this movie as children. And I know that not like every group of kids would do that, but like we made a whole game out of a movie based on a game. You know what I'm talking oh about? Gosh. Like that's kind of magical. Annie, I'm also remembering, I, I can't believe I forgot this. Every, we watched this movie routinely with like uh, my family yes. and then like all of our neighbors. And what we would do is we would create games so that. We kind of played musical chairs when anytime yes. someone died, and we would like remove a chair, and then like everyone would end up <laughs> on the floor. So we'd be like fighting over this, and we'd be like, because like we knew when people were gonna die, but like we had all these rules, like until we see the body, like you can't leave your chair. Like yeah. it was very, so it was this crazy, was like but the, so fun. This was like the early version of a drinking game without the drinking. Yes, yes. Honestly, most of our childhood could very easily like. You could listen to almost any of our childhood stories and be like, drunk or kids? And, like, it would be a toss-up. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> yeah, like the time we made up that the rainy day was like the rainforest. We were like, let's go collect specimens. <laughs> like we did like silly things. We definitely got And you guys out. making a witch's coven and leaving me out of it? We did make a witch's coven. Uh, Why didn't she get left out? Because she was the middle child. It was like yeah, what thank we did. You. Oh. It was what we did. Were they They're like, so mean. Were you guys like bad witches or good witches? It was, like, clearly we had read a book, and we were, were, we, our older neighbor, Mora, would, like, read a book, and then she would force us, realistically, not force us, she would make us, but we wanted to do anything she told us to do, so it worked. But it was, like, she, when she got into Harriet the Spy, like, all of a sudden, we had to become spies, so then we all had to get, like, special notebooks, and then we would just, like, sit outside, like, watching our neighbors, like, <laughs> step down, and then we like, because this is what Mora has you told You guys us are the early do. neighborhood watch. <laughs> We were just creepy, maybe. I mean, who knows if people enjoyed us shocking them. I don't think it's, I think it's really cute, though, because, you know, it just shows, you know, how time changes because, you know, that was the thing to do. You know, we didn't have social media, internet or anything. We entertained ourselves with, you know, Mm -hmm. movies and activities and each other. I know, I do miss that element of it. Oh, my God. It doesn't really exist anymore. Yeah. Hashtag tragic. But yeah. This is such a quality flick. And it okay. it will remain relevant. Of this I have no doubt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, what is your travel fantasy? If you could go anywhere in the world right now, cost not an option. I mean, cost not. <laughs> Prohibitive. <laughs> I would go to South Africa to go to. Yes. Cape Town has no water. Cape Town and go see the Great Whites. But there's no okay. water in Cape Town. Yeah, there's no water in Cape Town. They're turning it off tomorrow. But Zovi, <laughs> it's like a magical place. We're going to pretend I love that there's much. water on this magical fantasy trip. And <laughs> there, and so, yeah, and so to go swim and cage diving with the Great White Sharks. Uh, oh, cage diving would be so cool. Annie lived in South Africa for a year, so she has lots of feelings. I love South Africa. I love Cape Town. It's potentially, like, my favorite city in the world. It's so great. That's my next dream trip. Mm -hmm. My dad really likes Cape Town, too, but he's deeply concerned because they're running out of water. They will be out of water by April. He keeps, like, emailing me, and I'm like, no, Dad, I get it. (laughs) He's very concerned for the people of Cape Town. (laughs) Also, one of my students, one of my fifth graders, she's Spanish, but her family, like, just moved to to Chicago from from Cape Town. Um, they've been living there for a couple of years. And so daily she comes up and gives me like Miss Huntington. I talk to my friends in South Africa. <laughs> you should <laughs> like, never do accents. Give me a new rundown <laughs> on what they cannot do. Oh my I'm a really God. great accent. She also Not doesn't talk that like she's <laughs> a child. <laughs> All right. So, Annie, where in the world do you want to go to offend people based on their accents? (laughs) I love Carmen. She's the best. Um, You're showing favoritism. What a bad teacher. I'm not a bad teacher. Favoritism. Stop. Um, Eleanor, you go first. I need a sec. Okay, well... I also saw Paddington 2 recently, and it was, <laughs> I, like, I have not yet seen most of the Oscar movies I need to, like, Shape of Water. I know I should. Call Me By Your Name, I know I should. Phantom Threat, I know I should. But I wanted to see Paddington 2. And all it made me want to do was, like, 
be in London. But it's also rainy and cold in most of that movie. And this weekend, spending time outside, and it was like 90 degrees, and I was like hiking and doing a lot of physical activity. I was like, maybe I'm okay here. It's hard. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> jealous of that. But, you know, whatever. Um, I think along those lines... It was, like, sunny today, but, like, hella cold in Chicago. It was, like, 16 degrees. So. Sunny for her. Yeah. I got some vitamin D in. It was great. Um, Like, the one inch of your cheek that was open. (laughs) Done it. But, like, so, Zoe, Eleanor and I are going to San Francisco in, like, a week and a half at this point. And, I don't know, I'm pretty excited about it. For some reason, I think I'm going to go and then come back and then winter will be over in Chicago. And I'm trying to like erase that from my brain because it will still be mid-February. But maybe you'll find love in a hopeless place, a.k.a. San Francisco, and then never leave. Is San Francisco a hopeless place? (laughs) Well, I just really wanted to quote Rihanna right then. But Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty hopeless. That's where technology emanates from. And that's what's ruining the world. So, yes. Okay, all the things, Eleanor. You stay up there on that soapbox. (laughs) (laughs) But wait, so what do you have planned in San San Francisco, San Diego? Well, we're going to uh, the Napa Valley and visiting friends. Yeah. Sibling wine Um, weekend. uh, What? Sibling wine weekend. Yeah, it's going to be great. The best. Okay, well... I need to go to bed because it's seven forty-five, which means it's bedtime. Well, Zoe, I wake up at four forty in the morning and work with kids all day, so I just am exhausted. Oh, I can only imagine. Not for long, Annie. <laughs> One day you'll do something different. I know. So soon. Okay. Well, bye, lovely ladies. It was the dream to talk about Clue. Yes, and you can find us on all of our regular social media. Um, Facebook is where we're most active because Annie and I are both taking the Instagram moratorium. But we <laughs> will be up on Instagram this weekend to promote Zovi's Beauty Instagram. So could you tell us that one more time for all of our listeners? Yeah, so it is Z as in Zebra, O, V as in Victor, A-I-R-A, Rodriguez, Beauty. Excellent. Yeah. Oh. He's so good, guys. Wonderful. And Annie's really obsessed because Zoe approved of her recent, like, outfit. And that was, that was, this is, this is how we know that beauty is important. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. (laughs) We'll talk soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.